Oh, what's yo, good, yo, yo. my guy? We just had a dope podcast episode. Season finale Season alert. Season finale. And it was, uh, we talked about the future. We talked about, um, I dropped some bars. Bars. <laughs> um, and that's all you get to hear about. We talk about <laughs> VR, so hop in. It's going to be lit. We, we talk about season two, what's coming mm-hmm. up. So listen up. Hope you all like it. And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Combos with humans on instagram at combos w humans on twitter and then uh leave a review leave a review for your leave a review leave a review hey bang bang skeet skeet slat let's get her sheesh these boys really just done 35 35 episodes episodes. this is a season finale season finale Season one. And season two, sh- have we talked about what it's going to be yet? Have we told them? I don't know, but y- you can tell them now. Oh, we're spilling it? Yeah. All right, season two is in VR. VR. So, I don't know. You'll. That's all we're going to tell you. You'll still be able to watch it and listen to it. I mean, like, we're still going to upload it to spotify yeah so you'll nothing still listen really, to it nothing will really change but probably from the that. difference is how like how it's recorded is gonna change like yeah uh let's say like you're gonna be in your own individual room i'll be in my own room and then we'll be connected not in person um and same with like bringing in guests we'll be able to just like bring like a screen for a zoom yeah like pop up a screen yeah and have them show and then maybe the like, the visuals will probably just be our VR characters, and then we'll post it on YouTube as, like, you know, videos. Mm-hmm. So there will be audio, but then there will also be video. So that will mean more social media. It's kind of hard to repurpose a content. Oh, my. Do you hear Millie? Yeah. Millie. And I don't know how long season two will be. We may, we may realize. May only be a couple. Yeah, may, we may re- realize it's a terrible mistake and stop after four episodes. Yeah, and pivot. Go, go back. But. So, I mean, for me, I've noticed that I can't really do longer than two hours at a time in VR. Yeah. Without yeah. giving myself a break. For sure. Because I start to feel nauseous a little bit. Yeah. And some apps are worse yeah. based on how you move in it. Uh-huh. But, like, being able to do, like, a three- or four-hour podcast. I mean, maybe. There's people that hang out in VR chat all day and just talk to people. And so it's just about capturing, like, being intentional about having a conversation and then capturing it. Yeah. Versus just casually talking to someone. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting to, like, uh, do a podcast where we're walking around talking to people. Yeah. Like, on the, like... A boardwalk or yeah i mean it'd be cool to capture different parts of the world and just like talk to the locals oh i meant in vr but we, oh in, like a in, in person in uh, real life would be cooler too true yeah i've noticed so far just from my experience uh you know being online in vr is there's been a lot of kids yeah definitely the kids is out there, which is, like, honestly pretty dope because, like, the kids are kind of, like, the early adapters of this technology. 
Oh my, Millie is being bad. We might have to nah, put her in her if, kennel. If she can just chill. You just gotta let her know. Just give her a little one too. Yeah. <laughs> so, alright, 35 episodes. It's crazy thinking back to what where we were at 35 episodes ago. Yeah. You know, like, throughout this process, it's been like a journey. Oh my, Billy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely been a journey. She wants... She wants to say something. Give her the mic. So, Millie, tell, like, speak for yourself. Why are you acting like this? This is a pretty cool guest, I guess, if she wants to actually say something. Hey, Millie, uh, what, what did you dream about last night? <laughs> I had a dream last night that I drank a Baja Blast by accident and failed my 75 hard. <laughs> Jeez. That is brutal. You wake up in a cold sweat. Oh, she just jumped for your face. I know. She is growing quick and is going to get big. Should we do standing? Is this transitioning to a stand-up episode? Yeah, let's I do think it. it deserves it for the finale. For the finale, we gotta stand up. So... Going into like season two, I'm curious of how conversations are going to go when people don't have to. It's like the cool thing about a podcast without visuals is it's like a little bit less pressure, I guess, because yeah. you're just talking. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of that same effect with VR because you're just, it won't even, it'll, we'll have a character, yeah. like an avatar. Mm hmm. I'm curious of how that concept is going to evolve in the future. Like, and like what uh, Facebook Horizons, I think is what it's called. Yeah. The social media aspect that mm-hmm. is to VR. And, I don't know, that's just pretty crazy to think about. I feel, I feel like I would, like, I, I like doing a podcast audio, like only. Uh huh. And like Zoom. I feel like I don't like Zoom calls as much because I I don't like uh, the video aspect. Like, mm. the awkwardness confuses me. Yeah. It's, it'd be, like, I perform way better when I'm just, like, focusing on what I want to say and not, like, like, what do I look like? Or, or, or the, you yeah, because like, those are just, like, unnecessary pressures that we yeah. put onto ourselves. Like, yeah. our minds just play these <laughs> games and it's, like, the first hurdle is getting over that stuff. Dude, the thing I hate about Zoom, though, and probably it's not even about the video or whatever component, it's the, like, the internet lag. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't, I don't like to uh, talk over people. Like, that's just how I've been my whole life. Like, I won't talk over people. Like, if if there's a, (laughs) hey, if there's a conversation that's happening that I'm a part of, if there's no room, like, breaks in the, uh, flow uh-huh i'm not gonna say anything because yeah. i don't like cutting people off uh-huh. but like on zoom you have to cut people off yeah or else you can't like it's so annoying like and this is just like back to that concept of like asynchronistic communication yeah was that the last episode that we were talking about no, this no two episodes or did we not even talk about this on the podcast no we did i just i think that it was like 
episode 31 or something. I absolutely love it. And especially like with the topic of remote work, because it just like lets other people respond on their own time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not putting someone like on the spot. Let's see if Millie can show. So, uh, who would be, if you were to throw out someone into the universe as a, uh, someone that you would want to be a guest on the podcast in the future, throw out, throw out someone just to show where your head's at of like what kind of guests you want to, we want to like shoot for. Oh man. I mean, there's a lot of different people, but like. I feel like I don't want to like limit it to any certain type of thing, you know, like yeah. I'd love to have like a homeless dude on the podcast. Uh-huh. I'd love to have a, like people with crazy stories, you know, Yeah. like someone that like won the lottery and then lost it all. And then like, yep. <laughs> you know, dude, here's the thing is like, I feel like most podcasts, they just try and use names for clickbait, but more so it's like use stories for clickbait. Like mm-hmm. when you, like another type of clickbait out there is that is I mean it's like I guess it's not even technically clickbait it's just like a good title, title. is like one of those like 40 million dollar mansion cuz just the fact that it's 40 million dollars like oh that like has my interest it's novel enough but creating story like headline like titles and headlines on videos and stuff that are around crazy stories rather than just like you know, David Dobrik or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like, it's, it's more so about, I feel finding intentional people that are like in topics that we're interested about. That's going to like evolve over time. Like, uh, I, I really want to get an expert on dolphins on here. Yeah. Stuff that we're interested in. An expert on dolphins would be really cool. I feel like the the stuff that I want to talk about are like the the things that are interesting conversations, but no one's talking about them. Mm. Or like the just the conversations that we have, like when we're just all kicking it with the homies, uh-huh. and we're like, what? Like when we were watching that documentary the other night about like those bugs that like uh, I don't know, the they just like it was just super dope. I feel like people like. There's so many cool things about nature that people just overlook. Yeah. But there's some there's someone out there that has been studying that their whole entire life. Uh-huh. I want those people on the podcast. Yeah. You know? Totally. Specialist. Yeah. I think it was called One Planet on Netflix. Yeah. But it's crazy, like, how many different life forms on Earth that we aren't even aware about that, like... There's aliens right here on Earth. <laughs> and like even down to a micro like microscopic scale of like smaller like cr- creatures and living organisms. It's pretty crazy how much life there is here and to think that there wouldn't be any anywhere else. Yeah. Like it feels like I don't know. Well, there's a lot of, uh, like, the bottom of the ocean is something that is extremely interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's unexplored, and we can't really even get there without, like, imploding on ourselves. Yeah. 
with the amount of pressure was down there. What kind of ancient dinosaur-like giant squids? I'm curious of, like, think of how much technology has been progressing in the last, like, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And think about the accessibility that opens up with that technology when it's presented to us of possibilities of things that we can now do that we weren't able to do before because of new technology. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just really excited to see what kind of discoveries happen in the next decade, because I think that technology has been on like an exponential curve of progression and we've only seen it in certain areas, but there's all these other niches and areas around the world that have been evolving with that technology. Like, think of, like, quantum computers. Once that technology is, like, normal, Mm -hmm. how that's going to absolutely change everything. Yeah. Quantum chips, like, microchips for making smaller technology faster. Like... What, like, uh... What, like, piece of technology or industry... Like, if if you, uh... If we went, like two decades ahead so like 20 years from now and the future was like uh super sick you mm-hmm. know like what technology would you want to be a part of that um future because like just because they're emerging technologies right now doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they'll actually make it so to speak yeah like which which one which few would i think my mic just went out i can hear it you can hear it yeah what the then it's probably my Oh, here we go. Your headphone? There we go. Oh, nice. (laughs) So, (laughs) what, like, piece of technology or industry do you really, really hope, like, actually comes to fruition? Hmm, that's really interesting. Um, And it's really, it's a really interesting uh, thing, because, like, think about it, like, from the perspective of, like... Like, hope. That's an interesting word choice. Yeah. Which one do I hope? But, like, think of it... It's like, which one do I want? but also think has a chance. Yeah. Cause like there's certain technology like AI and stuff that's like, I don't, I wouldn't say I hope that, but I feel like it's an ine- inevitable. Yeah. But technology that I want to see advance, um, robotics yeah. is pretty, I'm, I'm like In constantly keeping up with like Boston dynamics. It, what, and like that kind of world, and I think it's really interesting. What use cases of robots? Um, I think all sorts of use cases. Like, I think it's gonna start in the world of business, and like, because it's gonna be more expensive, so only brands are gonna be able to afford it. But then once it becomes more household like kind of like those cleaning robots Mm -hmm. it's gonna i don't know i think it could literally robots could do anything so that's why it's kind of a interesting field to look at robots could even fly like a rope like a drone a drone is like a robot dude so i mean think of this like i mean people would look at this from either a utopian perspective or a dystopian perspective of yeah uh robots are doing all the things that we robots or ai are doing all the things that we don't want to do you know like dropping off uh packages 
through Amazon or mowing our lawn or building homes or whatever. Yeah. Like we can outsource a ton of things to robots and uh, AI. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be moving in that direction more and more, you know? Yeah. Where it's like all of like the quote unquote, like maintenance type jobs, like, uh, like, I don't know, picking up trash, delivering mail, the stuff that's kind of the same every day. It's just kind of, you have to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. even like things like Instacart where it's like, it's not a ton of complexities. It's just, you have to get this thing from point A to point B. Yeah. Whatever. You know, there's a lot of those jobs currently right now that are being done by humans, but just for the sake that we can't, um, outsource them yet. Mm -hmm. Like, but so like, imagine a future where all the robots are doing all those jobs what are we doing? You know, there's going to be more jobs that are going to be created. Like that's something that people miss more often. Opportunity is going to change. Yeah. Like people are just like, they think that we're just going to be sitting around in our homes all day. But like, I mean, maybe you will, but you'll like, you'll be doing work that you're more passionate about, probably like more remote style work or something. Yeah. So think about this. We're right now talking about robots being used in business in the sense of a physical form. Mm-hmm. But think about also like AI being used for business for a digital form where these robots are doing tasks digitally, not physically for your business. So things like editing videos, like people are already doing it with VAs. Yeah. Um, like people overseas that are cheaper, but using AI to do these tasks is like exponentially cheaper, faster, and consistent. It's really consistent. Mm-hmm. That's where like AI and robotics beat out humans. Yeah, is the reliability and the consistency. Whereas like like the reason why I want a uh, you know a AI uh, ordering window at McDonald's that I can just speak to, and it is like Siri that takes my order is because that will never get my my order wrong in a perfect like of course maybe if you're like mumbling or something you yeah, yeah. but it, you'll it'll check with you it'll have a system to make sure that you got it got the order right and they won't mishear you mhm cuz i feel like pretty regularly when i'm somewhere i'll get a, the order messed up because they mishear me or something like that so it's like the little inconveniences also are going to get solved but in a digital sense, think of like the modern entrepreneur, maybe, or like the entrepreneur in the future doesn't have 30 human employees. They have 30 AI VAs. Yeah. And I, at that point, I don't think that they would be even like described as 30. You know, it would just be like AI runs my business. Mm-hmm. It's not like 30 individual AIs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just be like one. It'd be like separated into different tasks. Yeah. One that does everything. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, we're kind of learning about that world. Like, that's one that I would say I'm also, like, hoping, like, hoping for is, like, using, uh, like, using AI to do digital tasks. Yeah. Well, and so- software, like SaaS, the world of SaaS, uh, I want to just, like, be involved with. Mm-hmm. like stay up to date with the latest and like 
be aware of what's going on. Silicon Slopes. I wonder how the dynamic is going to change from the entrepreneurial perspective, though, of like, like in capitalism, we you get ahead by being better, the better product, the better service, the better experience, however you want to say it, you providing a better uh, product, whether that be an actual product or service to the end consumer. Yeah they're naturally going to, you're going to move up, you know? Yeah. And on an individual level within the capitalistic system, you become better as an individual, like as an employee by getting better skills, all these things, being a better communicator. But when AI comes onto the scene at that level, it will kind of level the playing field because like in, like let's say there's two, video production companies like there's temple mill and then there's another one mm-hmm. they both are using ai to uh edit their videos everything it's like uh there's kind of a lot of different things that like like assuming that ai is like the same ai that they're using mm-hmm. it's going to be the same exact like product you're going to have to like think of new ways to be different you know yeah because i feel like the the value will then be more so on like it'll fall on the shoulders of the the like leadership team or the founders to mm-hmm. innovate new products and services and better solutions but like the fulfillment side of thing is going to be like kind of the same regardless because yeah. it's being all done by the same thing so uh-huh. that makes sense you know yeah like it's like what you're saying you wouldn't have 30 individual ai you'd have one ai that's doing 30 different tasks yeah and it's like not like uh hey we have this one ai we we he uh, graduated from stanford he's awesome he's he's kick-ass member of our team you know it's it's not like that anymore it's like bro i need merch that says i aspire to be like ai <laughs> Yeah. Like I aspire to be like you know one unity, uh, consistent, reliable, like mm-hmm. all these positive traits of AI until it makes a turn for the worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I also think the world of AR I'm really interested in. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's gonna get applied into contact lenses, but I think that sunglasses is what I want because we're humans on this planet under the sun that use sunglasses to protect our eyes. They solve a problem. And that problem's not going to go away. And so incorporating an interface into your sunglasses, I feel like would be more practical for me than getting some regular glasses because I don't wear regular glasses. Mm-hmm. So it'd feel kind of weird. Do they make contact lenses that like auto adjust to the sun? Like, you know, like they have those glasses. Oh, tint? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's really interesting. However, dude, I have no idea how they would put an AI interface on a contact lens. Yeah. Where's the power source? Where's well? <laughs> I mean, I, feel I mean, like it wouldn't have a power source. That's Neuralink is a few step ahead, steps ahead. Where are they? Neuralink would be. They realize that. Like the best exam, the best like way would be to have it just be like naturally in your head. Yeah, <laughs> I mean a lot of people are scared of that, but we'll see. 
I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. How, the thing about it is that it's similar to uh, LASIK. Like, Neuralink is following the the model that LASIK did where they use a robot to do the mm, surgery. Yeah. So that it's consistent. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I have a... I have a cousin that got LASIK, and uh, me too. Ken's just got one too, but yeah, that seems scarier than Neuralink. Like LASIK, a needle going into your eyeball. Yeah, that's scarier to me than a needle going into the skull. Uh huh. You know. Oh yeah, I've cracked my head before. I would much rather do Neuralink than get LASIK if I, if I was. I had to choose between two, you know. Neuralink over LASIK. I and mean, also, what if you think of it like microchipping a dog? Yeah. Like, I'd say, I mean, I don't know. A lot of dogs get microchipped. Is that just so? Like, that, it's a normal thing. Is that just so they can see where they are or something? Um. Or what? It's to verify the address, the owner. Like, if your dog gets lost and someone finds it, they bring it to a vet. The vet can scan their microchip and figure out who the owner is. Mm. So there's this guy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, go. <laughs> I feel like that was that's a, that was the end of that thought. Um, his name's uh Brian Johnson. I've explained him to you a few different times, but he grew up Mormon in Utah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he he uh went went on a mission. Then uh, he came back. Then he left Mormonism. Then he started a uh, few different companies, like sold whatever, like a few of them. And then like his big one was like he sold like a finance, uh, a credit card payment processor to PayPal okay. for eight hundred million. Sheesh. Sheesh. Can, we get, can we get? Can we get a sheesh? sheesh. And. Uh, but now, see, he's, like, loaded. Yeah. And uh, his ultimate um, purpose now is to, like, focus on technologies and things that are going to advance, like, humanity. Dope. And what he does is um, he, he like, uh, invests in a bunch of different ones. So mm. he has, like, a fund called OS Fund that he just – takes all of, like, his money that he has and invests it into different companies that are, like, pushing humanity forward with different technologies. And uh, he is... Well, I was listening to a podcast that he was on, and he was talking about how, like, in in his eyes, in his perspective, the next jump that we have to make as, like, a species is we have to be able to program matter, like 3d print it no like i mean kind of but not like he so an example is that like uh hack it hack the simulation yeah i mean he he says like we have to be able to like program uh our like physical environment now like control like have control over your physical environment with programming uh i mean i don't know it's it's like for an example is like he there's like you can they mix like biology and programming together i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and you can like literally uh like it's kind of in the area of like um you can grow 
meat in a lab now, you know, and it's better for the environment than it is to have a bunch of cows in the middle of Kansas that are <laughs> farting up a storm and putting all this gases into the, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like apparently like healthier for you and stuff like that. And, uh, so we like, but if you break that down, it's like, we took something that didn't exist at all. Like you just maybe, maybe extract a few of like the cells. Cause uh-huh. that's what they're doing is they're like, taking cells from things and they can recreate it uh from that and like okay it's but he was like we it's super he's just one of those guys that speaks at such a high level that when you're listening to him (laughs) when you're listening to him it makes total sense but then when you try to explain it it's like i don't know what he was talking about i'll have to check it out yeah i'll have to send you like send me a video of this but that's really interesting. Yeah. But I mean he's he's one of those guys that he he doesn't get as much recognition as he deserves. Like he's d- literally doing the same type of stuff that Elon Musk is doing, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't get the recognition because he's not his PR game isn't as high as Elon Musk, you know? Yeah. Imagine a microwave that you can just choose like hamburger and it makes the hamburger. You open it up and then there's a hamburger and it said pizza makes the yeah. pizza the crazy thing is like those that was like shown in like 90s movies and things like that uh-huh but like i feel like we're actually getting to the point where that could be possible it all depends on how quickly it would be able to make it though you know but i think like i mean true what's that one the one guy that we were hanging out with in Miami that they were working on printing 3D printing pizza. Oh, Jordan French. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They have like vending machines. Yeah, some type like that. things that printed them in public. Like you go and you buy one. Mhm. That's That's insane. I'm excited about all this stuff, but I I never want to let it control me because like I see control all, your wallet. I mean, this I don't with capitalism. I don't want to like the mindset that I'm in right now in my life is that comforts are not as good as I thought they were. Yeah, and so this is like a, but I feel like the most of society is moving towards that as like comfort is good let's get more comfort let's mm-hmm. not do anything you know like let's uh have everything delivered let's have everything and like i of course want a lot of that stuff too but like you have to be you don't you i don't want to have any of that stuff make me soft mm. you know you still want to fuck up a pizza on your own sometimes yeah show me you can make it mm-hmm. however what if also like, I can totally see how that could be, like, used and abused, you know, if I'm just, like, eating brownies and milkshakes all day. But think of just being able to, like, whip up the perfect salad or, like, the perfect smoothie. Yeah. The perfect, like, uh, Sun Life type acai bowl. Mm-hmm. And just be like, I want the dragon fruit bowl today. And then it's like, oh, here you go, True. Mike. Yeah. And then I want, uh, you know... Uh, Iced mocha with white chocolate, hazelnut, and almond milk. And, yeah, boop. Lit. 
Yeah, if it brings healthier options more accessible. But who knows if that's the reality of it. Yeah. But it's kind of like the gift and the curse. Is like, if you're going to bring to light all these like positive uses of it, there's also going to be the negative uses of like, you know, drinking Diet Coke all day. Like having that kind of access or something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, I want some uh, Jack Herrera. Yeah. Makes weed. (laughs) Do you think that the the future is going to be more dystopian or utopian? I say utopian. And the reason why I paused, because I'm going to stay on the positive side, of course. The reason why I pause is because I think that if shit is going to hit the fan, it's going to hit it fast and we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> so it's like the 1975 song, Love It If We Made It. Mm-hmm. If we make it to like the future, I think it'll be utopian. Like We made it. And I think if something is going to happen, like a nuclear war or Yo- uh, Yosemite, no, Yellowstone blows or like we don't stand a chance. Yeah. And also, like, asteroids, I don't know, whatever. So it's like, you know, AI, robotics, it could ruin the future, but there's also a really good chance that it could save the future. Yeah. Like, the acceleration of technology could give us the access to get out of a rut if we needed to that we wouldn't have been able to do before. Yeah, what if AI could, uh, like, we, AI could figure out how to reverse Yellowstone, like, so it didn't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Or maybe we have this new material that we can create where we can put a dome over our properties to if Yellowstone No, I don't think that would work. What would it be like? I like it's hard to comprehend if Yellowstone were to blow. Like, what would it be like, like here right in Utah? Now? Like, right if it if like it, would it just come and, like cover us? Like, like would it? Yeah, I don't know. Would it be like from the environmental impact, like the air that would kill everybody? Because I've heard that it would be really big. I'd yeah. be an interesting expert to bring on. Yeah, because sure. that's a topic worth knowing something about. <laughs> Because it may well make it worth it to move to Korea. <laughs> I don't think I could move to Korea. What about just for a period of time? And I've been to Korea, so. <laughs> All right, you're going to be like that, check it off, and then move on forever? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it to the people that may be listening. That are oh. Like, that, that, that are like, uh, like, oh, you never even been there? I've been there. Yeah. Bitch, I've been <laughs> and there. And it's not a bad place. I just mean, I don't think that I would be able to leave, like, the culture of the U.S. and go to one that's completely different, you know? Yeah, and then coming back to the U.S.'s culture eventually would be really strange. And that's not to say I'm in love with the U.S.'s culture. I could see myself, I mean, not realistically, but if I had to move to another country, I could see myself going to, like, some place like New Zealand or Germany or Mm -hmm. Switzerland or... Denmark, you know, one of those places where, like, the happiness uh, hmm, is, true. like, if I, yeah, if I would go to, if I would move. You would, like, research if I would, happiness yeah, if specifically? I Maybe. I mean, I've, I've since uh, changed my opinion on happiness. 
Okay. How so? I don't put it as the main goal in life anymore. Hmm. So, was your problem, ha- like, did you change your main goal? Yeah. So, my main, I mean, let me just preface it. It's like, uh, you know, a lot of people put so much importance on happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, the purpose of life is to be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's really just a, like, that. that's a very human like opinion on life you know like if we're just strictly talking about life the purpose of life is to kind of from like our perspective is to kind of just like recreate and keep the species going yeah you know but if you want to talk in like like in the in the sense of like our own individual purpose or whatever it's like people could go down that uh path of choosing happiness and like i definitely did before too Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a uh and like i'm getting a lot of this information from jordan peterson he really made me rethink this but he says like if you're always seeking happiness like if you're if you're making decisions in your present based upon like what your future self is going to find happy like fulfilling or whatever Uh uh-huh it's really difficult to do that because like you your humans are really bad at uh, predicting what's going to make them happy in so a year from now. So would you say that happiness and fulfillment are the same? No. Cuz I feel like they're different. Yeah. So like, fulfillment is kind of like satisfaction or like gratification. It's like it's like more I don't know. Like happiness feels like m- closer to joy. Yeah. Then it does fulfillment. Yeah. So I like to use the word meaning, mm. which is what Jordan Peterson has kind of put me onto. It's like you want a life that's filled with meaning, not necessarily just happiness. Mm. And uh, there's this like, this like, I don't know what it would be called, like a philosophi- philosophical v- view of life called a hedonism. That is uh, just pretty much, it's kind of similar to uh, Epicureanism that the I think the Romans had. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of just like that uh, YOLO lifestyle of like optimize your whole life for the things that feel good, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. and a lot of like. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Not really. It's, it's more so uh, like. Seize the day. Like you only live once. Like do it. You're but gonna die. So no, take advantage of it right now. But that, like that context of, like what you're saying is more of like that's like motivating. Let's like go do something with our life. You know, mm. hedonism and epicureanism is more of like what what's the use? I'm gonna die, so I'm just gonna drink all these beers. I'm gonna mm. do all this stuff. You know, it's 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 kind of the pessimistic look at carpe diem. Yeah, it's it's the same. Like they're using the same type of like. uh like tool but using it in a different way like they're it's like life is short i'm gonna go do amazing things or life is short i'm gonna go do whatever i want you know like i feel like i definitely fall on the carpe diem side of things like life is short i'm gonna do everything i can today to like work towards my goals and my dreams yeah and like i'm not gonna let little petty things get in the way from 
you know, getting a new client. Like I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna ma- shoot that email. I'm gonna reach out to that person, or like we're gonna die. Who knows when we're gonna die? Life is fragile. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and like this is kind of tied into with like my like I recently also like re re like interpreted or like changed my view on emotions too. Like, because with all that stuff about like feeling good, like if you optimize for happiness and things that feel good, you're naturally only want to going to want to experience emotions that are feeling good to you, you know, mm. but like dopamine rushes. Yeah. And, but you know, like love, happiness, joy, all these things, but th- on the surface, that's all well and good, you know, but there's, they all have all emotions have a constructive and destructive use for them. And if you are like, if you're just always in a happy mood, like, and like, this isn't my opinion. This is out of a book from people that have been studying emotions. Uh If you're always in a state of happiness, your, your, your awareness of your surroundings goes down and you miss like, things in your environment because you're just kind of like if you just like imagine someone just like prancing through the forest or whatever like they'll just kind of prance right past that there's like a cougar in the woods but if you're if you're going into that woods with a state of fear that's going to serve you better than happiness would and so Mm. it's really emotions aren't just like a cut and dry like uh happiness is always good joy is always good and fear is always bad anger is always bad these all these emotions have a, con, a use constructive or destructive use like and it's a time and a place type thing and so like if you like certain times in your life anger is going to be the best thing that you're going to use to solve that situation you mm-hmm. know and there's other times where you do want to be happy but and then there's times where you want to be sad because you have to deal with things that are happening you know yeah and like if you are just like like things really like are terrible in your life but you're just like you believe that uh happiness is the objective and so you won't look at any of this the stuff that's going on over here because you don't want to feel bad you know you're just looking away from it. Yeah, you're looking away from it because you, you've been taught or you convinced yourself that happiness is like anything that's negative is bad. And so let me just get this out of here, you know. And so it's like what you should do. Well, all right, I'm gonna restate that sentence because I'm not saying what you sh- what you sh- you should do to anyone. But what I'm kind of like thinking about this, it's like if you can bring your awareness to your emotions. Then you can choose how to use that emotion for the best way. Then rather than if you are not aware, then you just kind of let that emotion control you versus controlling your emotion. Like people just kind of like slip into this state of like, it's like Groundhog's Day type of thing. Mm -hmm. And like when you kind of like get into this like cycle of unconsciousness where you're not bringing you're not being aware it's easy to let life choose where it pushes you versus when you bring awareness to it you choose where you're pushing life like 
and I think that that's a topic I want to continue to explore and study and learn more about is, I mean, one, emotions, but, like, controlling your emotions and, like, awareness, like, bringing awareness to your emotions, how that affects the impact of your emotions. Because, like, yeah, you, you're totally right what you're saying of you shouldn't just feel one emotion and say, oh, I'm going to be happy all the time and then live my life doing dopamine rushes and just, like, lying to myself and running away from something else. Yeah. You need to, like, let yourself uh -huh. feel all emotions, but then when you feel it, you can bring awareness to it and make the best of it and say, damn, I'm feeling, like, I'm going through some stuff. I'm feeling really down. Maybe I should write some music <laughs> with this energy or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, my take on it is I'm not really trying to control, like, my emotions at all. Like, it's, like... Cause, like you, cause you don't want to really slip into that. I mean, you obviously want to feel. You don't want to feel like crap all the time, you know. But like, like when you're pursuing something that's meaningful in your life, mm -hmm. like when you set a goal that you actually care about, you know, that's meaningful to you, you're gonna have to go do stuff that sucks, you know, like to get there, or like just like this past week, I had to like go, like get my license and like do insurance stuff and whatever and it's like that stuff isn't fun but yeah and if you but if you like are in that trap of like uh wanting to be happy all the time and not experience discomfort you won't do those things and also like it, it becomes easier to do those things when you just kind of accept that it's gonna be really like it's not so going to get your car insurance done isn't supposed to feel good like so just go do it, you know, like, uh -huh. it's just kind of like a, don't, you know, like, don't go into it expecting to feel good. Just go make it happen and get out of there, you know, yeah. like, it's just a, a chore, you know, it's just a task that you have to yeah. get done. But like, if you're, if you only want to do stuff that feels good, whether it's in a form of like a task or a project, you are limiting yourself. But like, if you, like, if, like, I didn't want to do that stuff, but it was getting me to where I want to go, you know, so I can attach meaning to that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like stuff that you have to do to get to where you want to go. And you attach meaning rather than emotion. Yeah. Like, it's not about doing that so that you can like be super happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't avoid it anymore. Cause it's just kind of like, eh, let's just do it. You know, it's yeah. not like, just do it. Yeah. Sounding like Nike over here. High key in my ear. Drop a couple bars for about a year. Driving in my car, just hit a deer. Got no fear, psych, got a lot. Just in case all y'all forgot. <laughs> Talk about couple robots. Now I'm sounding like Flowbots. You heard of Flowbots? No. It's a... I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No, have you heard that song? Yeah. Oh. Is, is Flowbots the artist name? Yeah, the artist oh. name is Flowbots. <laughs> Talk about a dope name. Flowbots. Flowbots. So, what kind of like media have you been consuming lately? Like content, as in, could be podcasts, books. It could be uh, a tweet that inspired you. Like what, um, on Twitter, I follow a lot of like startup 
people um on spotify i listen to a lot of like uh joe rogan i mean not even that much joe rogan anymore a lot of andy frisella joe rogan jordan peterson a little bit of aubrey marcus um books that i've been reading are more tailored towards uh like what it means being a man Mm. masculinity yeah like maturing and things like that Uh uh-huh and then um i haven't really been watching any youtube past few little bits yeah i feel like i pretty much only been watching danny duncan's youtube videos or cody co um i haven't really been uh i've been really vibing with tiktok not gonna lie yeah i think tiktok is really dope because my TikTok feed is, like, pretty unique and curated to, like, what I want to see. And it's, like, I can just kind of, like, open it and, like, watch stuff instead of, like, sometimes when I'm, like, chilling with Ashley and we're watching Netflix, it'll take, like, 30 minutes just to find something. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't agree or we can't find something that looks interesting or whatever. And it's, like, that sucks. Right. But uh, first world problems. <laughs> All right, what are we at? Forty eight minutes. All right, that's. It's been lit, guys. Well, thirty five episodes with your boys. With your boys. And it's about to get more lit. Future episodes. Virtually lit. Virtually lit. Virtual reality. So, if you're vibing with us, go ahead and drop a review drop a review for your boys and you can also find us on social media at convos with humans on instagram and at convos w humans on twitter and then with season two there's gonna be videos so i feel like honestly what's gonna happen is we're gonna get more new listeners from the next season that are gonna come back and listen to this season Mm mm-hmm so maybe listening right now are some people that found us from season two and they're like, oh, this is what their voices are like without their VR character. I don't know. <laughs> so everyone listening right now in season one, like currently, are some real ones real out there. Ones. Like I seriously, it's been so dope like seeing like our followers on Instagram, like every single person yeah. I'm paying attention to. Yeah. And like Y'all are dope. So we love you guys. And catch you on the flip. flip.